may you remember that our confidence can be restored. We can build our confidence when we start believing again, when we start believing that our steps are ordered, when we start believing in who God says we are, when we start believing in what God says we can do, when we start believing in what God says we can accomplish, when we start believing the lies of other people, people who chances are, are probably intimidated. You're not intimidating, they're intimidated. Your light doesn't shine too bright. Your light disturbs their darkness. So remember that. Remember that you are important. You are worthy. You are here for a reason. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Confidence Restored Podcast presented by CC America, also known as Confidence Centers of America and hosted by Tamaria Jordan. This is a show designed to help you build your confidence, increase your faith, and get mentally fit to overcome any trials and tribulations you may encounter. Through personal testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation, Tamaria and guests seek to inspire and uplift you. This message is delivered by us, CCing you on lessons learned in hopes of encouraging you regardless of where you are in life. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another live taping of the CC America podcast. I am your host, Tamaria Jordan, and today we are talking about Confidence Restored. If this is your first time tuning in to the CC America Confidence Restored podcast, I want to let you know that you are in for a treat. This show, as stated in the opening, is all about helping you get mentally fit by sharing stories of faith, inspiration, and transformation. Some of you who've been listening for a while are probably wondering, why has the title changed to Confidence Restored? I will say that it's been quite a while just trying to figure out, you know, what should it be? For me, it's been about confidence from the start. So when God gave me this vision in 2010, over 11 years ago for CC America, which also stands for Confidence Centers of America, I knew at that moment that it was something that I was passionate about and that it was a feeling that I couldn't shake, that my goal is to really inspire confidence and to encourage individuals to walk in their God-given authority, their gifts, and their identity. So when I look at the definition of confidence, it means the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. For me, it's been my trust in the Lord. But when I say confidence restored, it's because for part of my life, my confidence was in other people, in other people's opinions of who I am, of other people's thoughts. But when I say confidence restored, it's really restoring our confidence where it belongs, restoring our confidence in who God called us to be, restoring our confidence and trust and belief that everything is going to work out for our good. It's us being assured that we are who we are because we are fearfully and wonderfully made and God made each one of us unique for a specific purpose. So we can have confidence and trust in his word that everything that we should have, we will have. And I use the term restored because when you think about restoration in general, when you are able to bring back, bring back something to a previous place or to 
return to a former condition, a place or position. We want to be able to restore our self-esteem. We want to believe in what we can achieve. We want to believe in who we are. And so often we've lost sight of that. So for those tuning in now for the first time, you get to hear a little bit about why the show is now called Confidence Restored, but it has been a vision for quite some time. Hence the reason CC America, AKA Confidence Centers of America. And it's been a passion of mine because I've been the person who didn't have strong self-esteem, the person who didn't believe in myself, the person who allowed everyone and everything to dictate how I felt about myself. And so as I was thinking about the next topic for this show, it came to me that this show is all about restoring confidence, our abilities to do and achieve the things that God has put in our heart to do, to accomplish, to achieve the lives we are meant to inspire. And when we think about confidence in Proverbs 326, it says, for the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. What have we given up? What have we let go? Because we stopped believing in who we were and whose we were. So let's be restored in our confidence in knowing who we are and knowing what we can accomplish and knowing that we were sent here for a purpose. And the fact that we are alive and we are breathing today is proof of enough that we are who we are and that there is still something left for us to do. So I am encouraged today to share this message, to let you know why the name changed from the CC America podcast only to the CC America presents confidence restored podcast, because that's what it's all about. If you go back and you listen to the shows, even from season one until now, you will hear a common theme. We're sharing those stories of faith. Why? To build your trust in God, to let you know that He helped us through some of the darkest situations and he can help you through as well. Restoring our confidence in him, restoring our confidence in ourselves to believe that we can do everything that he's called us to do. When you think about David, David had confidence, not first in himself, but in God. And because he had that confidence in God, he had confidence in himself to know that he could defeat the giant. What giant are you facing today? What giants have been telling you that you are not good enough? What giants in your life have tried to stop the very destiny that God has called for you? The purpose that he has for you, the peace that he has for you, the joy, the happiness What giants are trying to stop that? What giants are in your way? I have been so encouraged just thinking about my life. And right now, I have been going through a tough time. My confidence has been attacked. Go figure. Here I am working on a podcast about confidence and self-esteem and trust in God. And then I am in situations that make it difficult to see one day to the next how things will work out. We can't see the end from the beginning, but we go through the valleys of life wondering how long will it take for me to get to the next peak. But the one thing we know is that they're constant. 
the ebbs and flows, the highs and lows, the valleys and the mountaintops. Right now, I'm coming up on the right side of the mountain. I do believe that. And it's funny how when you are doing better, when you are feeling better, when you are putting your confidence in God, when you are restoring your confidence in God, when you are restoring your confidence and believing you are everything that he said that you are, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The enemy stands by hoping that he can snatch that from you, that he could snatch that belief from you, that he could bring you down to size, so to speak, so he can put you in your place using people or situations to make you think that you don't deserve to be where you are. Hence the reason, confidence restored. We're going to bring us back into the place where we are designed and destined to be. We put our confidence in a lot of things, but the reason that our confidence needs to be restored is because in this season, so many people are fighting. They are fighting for something. And I think that something is a belief in something. We are fighting to believe, to hope again. And there is so much that is happening in this world that the enemy would want us to lose our confidence, essentially lose our faith, lose our inspiration, lose our hope. So he uses situations and people and things and circumstances to try to tell us to be afraid, to be fearful. But in Proverbs 3 verses 25 through 26, it says, be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh for the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. In chapter three, verse five, it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. And you may recall when I mentioned the definition of confidence, it was trusting, trusting essentially the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something, firm trust. Where is your firm trust? Is your firm trust in solely your own abilities? Is your firm trust in God and what he can do? And then realizing that we have the abilities and the strength through the power that he's given us. The word says, greater are the works shall we do. Why? Because he lives in us for those who believe. And I did a search on Google to see, you know, with regard to confidence, what are the trends? And I noticed that the trends were up last week, 600% because people were searching for how to build confidence. And I said, oh my goodness, people are seeking out how to believe, how to trust, how to achieve the goals that they want to achieve. But we can, we can restore our confidence and believe in that every good and perfect gift will not be withheld from us. And I'll share some of my background I remember multiple times in my career along the way in this journey called life where my confidence was attacked, meaning I was in situations where I would allow what people spoke over me to dictate how I felt about myself. And this weekend, I came to the realization that I've done that for far too long in my life. 
I've allowed people to dictate who they think I am. And I realized, wait a minute, who they think I am, while yes, that can be partially important, but what's more important is who I think I am. Who do I believe I am? Who does God say I am? God says I am the head and not the tail. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. But the enemy would tell you that you are beneath. There would be people in your path who will talk down to you or maybe tell you what you cannot become. I remember being told by so-called mentors what I could not do. In one instance, I was told I should not get my master's. And I looked at this particular individual and I said, when did you get yours? They didn't have confidence and belief in why I would need to go back to school and advance my degree. But they decided for them that it was worth it, but it wasn't worth it for me. Or I was told when I was young, going into uh, 10th grade, I had applied uh, for the Appomattox Regional Governor's School. And one of my teachers told me that I shouldn't apply because there was too much competition. David and Goliath. In that moment, those words that were spoken over me, they were a giant. But you know what I said? No, I'm still going to apply. And if it's God's will, I'll get in. If not, that's fine too. But I did. I was admitted into the Appomattox Regional Governor's School. And I did my best over those years to the point that when I graduated in the first graduating class, I graduated at the top of my class as the valedictorian. The person that was told they shouldn't even apply. But had I allowed what that person spoke over my life to penetrate my spirit, I would have stopped. But ironically, even though I was younger and I did allow what people said about me to impact how I felt about myself, the one thing I'm grateful for is that God put a tenacity in me to never stop. That regardless of how people treated me or what they said or what they did, that I would allow it to push me forward. And anybody that's going through anything today where you have been talked about or talked down to or told what you can achieve and what you can accomplish, you have to decide if you want to receive that because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So you better believe he wants to destroy your confidence. He wants to destroy your faith. He wants you to believe that you are not worth it, that you are not capable But I am here today to tell you that you are more than capable, that you are more than enough. God made you who you are for a reason. There's a reason when you walk into the room, it lights up. There's a reason that that darkness in the room doesn't want you there because it it messes with their darkness. Your light shines and they don't want you there. It has nothing to do with you. And that was a lesson I kid you not, it was Saturday um, afternoon and I've been going through a rough time, as I mentioned, and I happened to, um, on Friday, my leg went out. So um, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I developed sciatica. So I was having a hard time walking Friday afternoon. It came out of nowhere and it happens from time to time, but literally I was limping around. And so this weekend things did not go as planned. And I was laying in bed because it was hard for me to get up and to get back in bed. And so it was this cyclical thing where I was like, you know, why is it always something? 
But then I was like, maybe there's something that God wants me to hear or he wants me to do. Maybe he wants me to rest. And I will say that I got distracted from time to time. But when I wasn't distracted, I could hear clearly confidence restored. You have forgotten to keep believing. You have to keep believing in me. I can heal your leg. Your leg is right now you're in pain, but that's temporary. I can heal you. And I was getting frustrated. But then I thought about other situations that I'm going through currently. And I was like, wait a minute. There is a reason that the enemy is fighting me so hard because he knows that I can impact lives. He knows that who I am is a motivator at heart. He knows that Tamaria inspires the lives of others. He knows this. So the enemy is like, let me take away her confidence. Let me attack her. Let me make her feel like she is not good enough. Let me send people in her path or let me use people who are already in her path or in her life to try to bring her down. Let me try to put her in her place. Let me let this giant make her slow down. And I said, no, I will not. I will not. I said, you know what? You're right, God. I need to get back to what I know. I need to do what you've called me to do, even when it's not comfortable, even when I'm being tested, even when my confidence is on the line. Remember whose you are. And then I started to think about even relationships that I've been in. And it's funny because I thought about titling this show when they don't choose you, choose yourself. And it's true. When people are in your lives, the Bible talks about their seasons. There's a time to cry. There's a time to rejoice. It's in Ecclesiastes and he talks about the timing of life and their seasons. There's seasons as it relates to relationships too. There's ebbs and flows. There's seasons where things are good and seasons where things are probably not so good. But in those times, we probably learn the most. And I was thinking about the season that I'm in now. And I said, oh my gosh, had I not gone through what I'm going through, my self-esteem would not be where it is. My self-esteem and my trust in God would not be where it is. My self-esteem and belief that I can be more than I've been, that I can encourage individuals, that I can achieve my goals, that I am beautiful, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So when people don't choose us, we can choose ourselves because we know that we have a savior that said, I'm here for you. Put your confidence in me. Trust in my word. Trust in what I say about you. Trust that I call you beautiful. So you are. I call you blessed. So you are. I call you wealthy in spirit. So you are. I call you healthy. So you are. So in Ecclesiastes 3, I'll go back to that. To everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, 
a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of his labor it is the gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been. And God required that which is past. So when we think about the timing of everything, Everything will work out for our own good. And you know what's funny? When you fast forward to the end of that chapter, Ecclesiastes 3, and I do encourage you to read the whole chapter for yourself, but I find it very interesting where it talks also about how we think about ourselves. Who knoweth, in verse 21, who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth. Wherefore, I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his portion for who shall bring him to see what shall be after him. So for me, when I think about life and I think about the times and we go back to the beginning of that scripture where it says that God knows what has been and what is now. And then there are multiple scriptures that talk about our confidence and our belief. So right now, like I said, in this season, it may be tough for me, but I felt it so strong in my spirit that just because people may say certain things or they may feel a certain way about you, or they don't know, they no longer want to be in your life. That has more to do with them than it ever had to do with me. And I remember seeing a post recently and it says, when people say that this person is intimidating, I say, is it that they are intimidating or are you intimidated? And for a lot of my life, people have told me that all the time. Oh, you're intimidating. But I love whoever the author is of that quote, uh, meaning I love what they wrote. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's it. Instead of saying what someone else is, say how how you feel. So the individuals that say you are intimidating, chances are they are intimidated by you. You're not intimidating. They're intimidated. You're not too outgoing. They may not be outgoing at all. But because it doesn't fit their taste, because you aren't them, it's almost like, Let me bring you down to size. 
Let me, because I'm, I'm going to make myself a giant. I'm going to put you in your place. I'm going to tell you who you are. I'm going to, to put myself above you. And I said, oh my gosh, that is literally what happens when we think about different things and different situations. What I think some people would want us to believe is that we are not good enough. So rather than acknowledging their own insecurities or their own issues, it's a lot easier for them to say what you aren't or what you are rather than acknowledge who they are and how they feel. And oftentimes, unless you are intentionally doing something to someone, how they feel about you sometimes has nothing to do with you. You ever know that there's some people or you ever encounter people who have an issue with someone that they've never met? The reason they have an issue with them is because of their own insecurities. It has nothing to do with that person. How do you have an issue with someone that you've never spoken to or that you've never met? It doesn't make sense, but that's because there's something in them that makes them intimidated or makes them nervous. So when David approached Goliath, of course, Goliath was like, I don't have to be afraid of you. Who are you? Who are you? Because he had been able to defeat everyone else. But David had his confidence in God. He believed. And said, I can do this. But other people didn't believe that he could do it. (laughs) Which is really hilarious. They didn't believe that he could do it. But he believed he could. And so he was delivered. He was able to defeat Goliath. He has been delivered multiple times. Why? Because his confidence was in God. And in 1 Samuel 17... It notes, starting in verse 37, David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with thee. And Saul armed David with his armor and he put a helmet of brass upon his head. Also, he armed him with a coat of mail and David girded his sword upon his armor and essayed to go. For he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. So essentially he didn't have confidence in all those things that he put on that he was given as his armor. But what David did in verse 40, and he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in a script and his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David and the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with the sword and with the spear and with the shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. 
This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host to, of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And fast forward to verse 50. David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone. And smote the Philistine and slew him, but there was no sword in the hand of David. So this giant looked at David and was like, who are you? Who are you to believe that you can defeat me? And the enemy, that's what the enemy is our giant. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. The people that the enemy sends to disrupt you, to tell you are not good enough. To anyone that's in a relationship, a dead relationship, where that person doesn't see your value, that's their loss. If they don't see who you are and they don't see the value you bring, it is their loss. There are so many people hurting because they believe the lies of the enemy. They allow the enemy to send people to break their spirit down, to break their confidence, to be a giant in their face, to tell them, who are you? You can't do, you can't kill me. But David was not afraid because he knew the power that was behind him. And in verse 47, I'm going to back up and it says, and all this assembly shall know when he said that you will know that there's a God in Israel. It continues on to say, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you unto our, into our hands. His confidence was in God. He was offered things by Saul. Cause he thought that's what he needed to defeat this enemy. But David knew I need confidence in God to defeat this enemy. The things that you gave me will not help me defeat this enemy. I'm going to take my smooth stones and put them in my shepherd's bag because that's what I feel led to do. That's what will defeat this enemy because for me to defeat this giant with this, as opposed to a sword, spoke volumes, and it showed the power of God in David's life. So when we think about the situations we're going through, we think about the way the enemy may show up. And when I say the enemy, because the word does remind us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, people who do not believe, they allow the enemy to use them. They do things. And even for believers, we all fall short of the glory. We all do. We all fall because none of us are perfect. So the enemy will use any and every one to try to get you down. But when we keep our confidence in God, we don't have to worry about it. Because like what David said, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord. And the Bible continues to remind us of that. And so for all the people searching for how you build your confidence, we start there. We start with the cornerstone. We build our faith in God and know that we are who he says we are, that we can do what he says we can do, that no giant that we face in this life can keep us from fulfilling our purpose. Psalm 118.8 says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man because we are all sinners. According to the word, we're, we're saved by the grace of God through Jesus Christ. 
So when we put our confidence in man and people, we're going to get let down every time, every time, because we have these expectations that they can do more or be more. But the truth of the matter is we all have a purpose. Judas had a purpose, (laughs) which that's the crazy part. Um, That's something that I was like, this is so odd. Like he, his purpose was to betray Jesus so that we could have everlasting life. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. Even the things that don't seem good can work out for our good. Because the word reminds us of that too. That everything will work out for your good for those who believe. And so all of these scriptures that I have mentioned were specifically talking about confidence. And there's so many more, so many more. Ephesians 3.12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Hebrews 10, and I encourage anyone who needs their faith built, their confidence built, read Hebrews 10. That was actually the scripture that I read prior to making a decision to move to the Maryland area back in 2013. Hebrews 10 says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Don't cast it away. Let your confidence be restored. First John three twenty one, beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God? Job eighteen fourteen, his confidence shall be rooted out of his tabernacle. Job thirty one twenty four, if I have made gold my hope, or have said to the fine gold, Thou art my confidence. What are we believing in? Are we believing in our finances? Are we putting our confidence in the gold? Are we or are we believing in God? And I said, wow, this is so deep. Literally. Again, that scripture says in Job, if I have made gold my hope or have said to the fine gold, thou art my confidence. If I rejoice because my wealth was great and because mine hand had gotten much. We start to look at certain things sometimes in life and we put our confidence in that. We put our confidence in what we've been able to achieve, what we've done, the job we have, the relationship we're in, the friendships we build, the car we drive, the house we live in. None of that at the end of the day matters. All of those things will pass away. All of those things will pass away. So what are we putting our confidence in? And like I said, there are so many scriptures in the Bible that talks about confidence. Because when we have confidence in him, he will give us joy. Philippians 1.25, and having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith. Are we trusted in our flesh? Or are we trusted in the Lord? 1 John 5, 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. He hears us. He will not withhold any good and perfect gift from us. So I encourage you to really think about your confidence. 
where it comes from. Knowing that the word says and promises us what will occur if we have faith in him. Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We're still talking about confidence, faith, hope. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into, unto thine own understanding. Where is our hope? Where is our belief? Where is our confidence? So I wanted to just encourage someone today who is going through a season or who has forgotten who they are. Remember where your true confidence lies. He can allow you to stand against the giant without a sword and still win. You can be who you are because you can trust that God will deliver you. His word will not return to him void. The enemy would have you think that it will. He doesn't want you to have faith. He doesn't want you to trust or have confidence in what the word says about you and what the word says you can accomplish and what you can do. There is a reason the enemy is fighting you so hard to stop you from believing, to stop you from having confidence. So on this day, may you remember that our confidence can be restored. We can build our confidence when we start believing again, when we start believing that our steps are ordered, when we start believing in who God says we are, when we start believing in what God says we can do. When we start believing in what God says we can accomplish, when we stop believing the lies of other people, people who chances are, are probably intimidated. You're not intimidating. They're intimidated. Your light doesn't shine too bright. Your light disturbs their darkness. So remember that. Remember that you are important. You are worthy. You are here for a reason on this day. And for anyone that has heard this message, I don't think it's by mistake. We're here to hear this message because so many people are crying out for a confidence, a hope, an expectation, because when they look around, there's so much destruction in the world. There's so many people trying to figure out how, how can I make it from day to day? How can I continue to believe? Matthew 21 tells us in all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive it. That is having confidence. That is having faith in what you pray for, ye shall receive. So on that note, I'm going to close us out in prayer. I haven't done this in a little while. I've been sometimes sharing personal affirmations or prayers. So I will say that this show will have a combination of both, but I feel led to close this one out in prayer because the Bible says what we pray for, we shall receive. So I come to you now, Lord God, asking you to forgive us for our sins and allow us to have the strength to forgive those who have hurt us for those who have made us feel less confident in ourselves. We pray that you would help us, Lord God, to put our confidence, put our trust, put our faith in you. We ask that you would help us, Lord God, Help us to think about those situations that may have broken us down, that you would allow those same things to build us up, that you would allow us to tear down those giants, 
that you would allow us to forgive and forget and move on because we know that greater is ahead than what is behind us. We know that there's a confidence that when we find it in you, it is greater than anything that we can think or imagine. We come to you asking you to cover each and every one of us, each and every person that needs to be built up right now in this season, who they may feel down, they may feel discouraged, they may feel that they are not worthy, but I pray that you would build their spirit up right now and let them know that they are worthy, that they are powerful because you live in them. You have given us a spirit, a spirit of strength, a spirit of courage, a spirit of hope, a spirit of faith. We come against what the enemy is telling people right now, the whispers, the lies. We come against those things right now in the name of Jesus. We come against those giants and those strongholds. The giants are the strongholds. They are the things that are seeking to hold us back, to help us forget who we are. They want to help us forget. You want to help us remember. You want our confidence to be restored, but it can only be restored if we first bring it to you. And we say, God, restore our confidence, restore our self-esteem, restore our confidence in you, Lord. Help us to become the men and women that we are designed and destined to be. Help us to not hold on to bitterness and anger and seek revenge for ourselves because of the ways in which we have been hurt in this world. But allow us to rise up and trust that you will work it all out for our good, that your word would not return void and that we can believe that whatever we ask in prayer, we shall receive. We shall receive the confidence. We shall receive the faith. You said if we have the faith of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. Right now, I come to you, Lord, asking you to move the mountains, the barriers out of the ways of your people. For those who really trust you and want to move forward, Lord God, that we would be able to see you that we can hear you, that you would send reminders that we are on the right path, that you would send confirmation that we are on the right path, that you would send confirmation that our confidence will be restored and that whatever was sent to kill us in this season will not have dominion over our lives, our minds, our thoughts, none of it. Nothing shall prosper. No weapon formed against your people shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. We come to you now asking you to continue to keep us safe from COVID and any other diseases and pestilence. We come to you now, Lord God, with the Psalm 91 faith and fervor, believing that you will cover us, that you will keep us, that even in the midst of darkness and we are walking through evil days, that you would keep us, Lord God, you would keep us safe. You would keep us protected for the person who is crying because someone has left. And they feel like my life is over. God, give them renewed strength to know this is not the end. This might be the beginning. This is the start of something new. Nothing that you do in our life is wasted. No bad experience or bad break will stop what you have for us. Nothing. So right now, Lord God, I just pray for your people, your people who are hurting, your people who want to believe, your people who want to have faith, and they might find it challenging in this season. But I pray you would restore their confidence in you, restore their confidence in who you called them to be, what you called them to do and who they are. Let them know whose they are. Let them believe in themselves again. Let them call things that are not as though they are. Let them have faith. Let them have confidence and trust in what you say you can do. 
Let them have trust in what you say they can achieve, what they can accomplish, the people that they can impact. So in the mighty name of Jesus, I just pray that you would cover everyone right now and give them the strength they need to push forward from day to day because we know this life is not easy, but we know that you have destined the end before the beginning and you know that everything will work out for our good. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. I hope you felt the passion and the love and the encouragement because that is what I I do this for. That is what our guests do this for, to encourage and uplift, to share their stories of faith, to share their testimonies, to share the great things that God has laid on their heart to do in this world, the impacts that they will make. Each of you has an opportunity to make an impact, but I pray that your confidence would be restored so that you can start to walk in your God-given purpose and you would recognize your God-given identity. Remember who you are and whose you are. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the CC America podcast. We appreciate you tuning in week after week and joining us for stories of faith, inspiration, and transformation. So that you never miss an update, please subscribe at www.ccamericapodcast.com. You can also follow us on all of our social media platforms at CC America LLC. You can also just search for CC America on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired by this show. If so, please don't hesitate to share the episodes or let people know that you are listening so that they too can be inspired. We appreciate your support and until next time, be blessed.